0: FM Rewind, 88.1. Right now we're speaking to Robert Mulawudzir, who is from the Johannesburg Emergency Services. Mr. Robert, how are you? How are you? I am good, sir. I'm good. I'm doing okay, sir. And I hope that you are doing good. I mean, um, with what has currently happened um, with regards to people drowning um, at the Jaskil River um, after, you know, having had floods... What more do we have to say to the public because it is something that has been seen to reoccur every now and then you know we'd have you know members of the public after floods you know going in maybe for a baptism or rituals right uh, for different purposes or different religions and they go there and sometimes it's unfortunate they drown it's unfortunate they, they go missing in the water and you know it, it now is something big that could have been avoided um, what do you have to say to the public right now?
1: Yes, sir. Thank you very much for the opportunity. We are really concerned about the the number of incidents, as you rightly said in your introduction, the number of incidents where people are being wiped away while they're conducting cleansing or baptism rituals. As a department, we don't really have a problem with the, you know, residents practicing their, you know, religions or religious beliefs and uh, cultures and traditions and things like that. But uh, we, we only have a problem as and when, you know, these rituals are conducted in uh, areas which are unsafe. So, for instance, if you look at uh, now, we've been receiving a lot of rainfalls. Uh, most of our river streams are full now, so residents now are going into the very same streams which are into to be dangerous, which is a risk only, uh, by itself. Before you even go inside the stream, there's a risk for you to be washed away because the water levels are much more high. It's even worse when people are conducting rituals in an area along the stream where the current of the water is much more stronger than the other areas because we are told that uh, these kind of rituals are supposed to be conducted in an area where the water is much more strong so that people are being washed away, whatever, you know, lakes and things like that. So from our side, we have taken it upon ourselves to as a department to go out to our community to educate them about the dangers and also what is it that they can do practically to prevent this kind of incidents. But we still think that um, uh, continuing, maybe uh, as a municipality, we need to uh, come up with a, you present know, measures maybe in the form of bylaws to prevent incidents like this one because we cannot really keep on counting bodies of people who have been wiped away almost every week.
0: You know why they are conducting this kind of ritual. Mm, mm, mm. I hear you right there, and I do share some of the same sentiments in, in saying that maybe there should be some kind of regulation into you know what uh, people are allowed to do, especially in, in times like these after having floods, flash floods, and such and such. But I do want to ask though, um, it, it's such a time that now knowing that you know there's hotspots, there's places, there's where there's water currents uh, that are particularly strong, for the purpose of whatever cultural rights or whatever uh, rituals that they need to do and that they will particularly visit, right? Uh... How is the Johannesburg Emergency Services prepared for that? Knowing that, you know, it's not something that is going to maybe stop now, even as though maybe we are, yeah, we are educating people, we are telling people not to do it. It's not something that they, co- they can easily compromise on because it's something that for oftentimes is connected to their spirituality, right? They would say that, no, this is something that I have to do for my things to work out or for this particular purpose or for this particular purpose. So I'm asking if the Johannesburg Emergency Services is actually prepared to be at these hospitals to be at these places uh, so that it can help prevent any drowning, any incidents that may occur? Yeah, from from our side, yes, we, we
1: have got our specialized team, which is our aquatic rescue unit, which is a specialized team which responds to water-related emergencies, uh, which is on higher lead. And of course, all our uh, fire stations throughout the city are fully operational. We should be able to, you know, respond to these emergencies. However, we still feel that uh, our working together with our... Uh, faith-based organizations, be faith prophets, you know, pastors, uh, traditional healers, and so on. So we, we already started that partnership to say uh, we need to find each other. Maybe we should have situations where, as and when they're conducting these kind of rituals, they invite us to be part of, you know, ensure safety among that area where they are operating from. So we already started uh, that partnership last year in Orlando, where we launched our um, uh, water safety campaign, there. We also had some traditional healers who were part of, like mostly the traditional healers who are operating in Soweto. Traditional healers are operating in and around Soweto. We had those people uh, represent there. We had uh, pastors and bishops who are operating in the area of Soweto in the event. So we're hoping that going forward, Uh, we should be able to find a way of ensuring safety as and when, you know, our residents are conducting these uh, uh, rituals. But in terms of us responding to emergencies, we have got the required resources to make sure that as and when we do have these emergencies, we can be able to respond effectively.
0: Mm -hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Um, And this past weekend, we also saw that a lot of areas in Joburg were flooded. Uh, some were flash floods. It's something that happened very quickly, but it does have quite the lasting impact in that uh, settlements, shops, and people's things are particularly destroyed. What do you have to say in that regard? Because it is something that happens every now and then, especially now, maybe even going on to the rest of the country. It is something that we're currently seeing. A lot of places are flooding. Is there anything wrong um, with maybe the placement of the people or with that the people are doing that maybe, you know, they can improve on to make sure that they're, you know, say, they're safer, I guess, in times of flooding um, or anything that they can do to make sure that, you know, their things don't get destroyed in as much as they do um, whenever we do have such floods.
1: <coughs> yeah, you know, raising a very important point, let's not dig around the bush here. They, there is uh, a lot of, uh, you know, influence out there, especially to our vulnerable communities, that they must see a land and they must just go into it anyway. You know, which I hear, you know, over the radio and everywhere in the papers, and you know, reading the papers. You know, that kind of influence is very bad because if you look at most of our informal settlements, people are just deciding to reside in areas where it's a like You know, in those areas, you receive, a, you know, a small amount of rainfall, all the house households are flooded. So residents need to be aware of, you know, where they go and build. You know, they cannot just go and build anywhere because yes. They might need a place to go and paint, but they can't just go and drink anyway because those areas, they need to be checked to see whether it's an area where people can reside, uh, is conditionable to reside or not so that we can prevent situations where, you know, every time when we have rainfall, we have situations where, uh, you know, households or, you know, are being flooded because of the area where people are choosing to reside. The second part is that, especially in our townships, when people are cleaning up, you know, maybe their yard, you know, they normally put up debris in that area, you know, where our, we have our drainage systems. Most of our drainage systems are blocked because of debris which are thrown inside that uh, those drainage systems. Those drainage systems, they might not seem to be important when we don't have rainfalls. You know, maybe that's why people are putting debris inside there. But when we have rainfall, that is where those drainage systems come in handy because they are able to take in the pressure of water which is coming, which the rainfall which we're receiving, so that we don't have flooding incidents, which we have mostly, as you rightly said. Mostly, if you look at our roads, they normally flood because of, you know, those drainage systems which are, you know, blocked. So I would say those are some of, you know, uh, the challenges which we have when we... Uh, responding to this uh, uh, flooding incident. But we're hoping with the opportunities we're getting now, like now, we're on radio, talking to our communities, uh, maybe there will uh, be some change in terms of behavior to say, uh, what is it that we can do better to ensure that, um, you know, this infrastructure is well looked up. If you look also, uh, not only when we have rainfall, but also when we have, like, fire incidents. you Look at the fire hydrants in most of our communities. Uh, those fire hydrants, is either they're broken, they're sold for scrap metals, or they're being used, like, maybe to wash cars and things like that. It's just an educational, uh, you know, education to say, people need to understand the importance of this infrastructure, uh, uh, you know, so that they don't even damage it. The importance of us having this functional, you know, dynamic system, functional hydrants, it's important uh, so that when we have disasters or emergencies, we're able to neutralize those uh, resources.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for engaging with us I mean you've shared quite um, wonderful insights and I do hope that the residents of Johannesburg have heard you and will now follow um, in light um, of what you have come to say. Thank you so much for engaging with us Mr. Robert. Thank you very much for the opportunity mm-hmm. And that is the conversation that we just had with Robert Mulaouzi, um who is the you know um, spokesperson I suppose um, for um, the Johannesburg Emergency Services right? speaking to us about you know, drowning and people who are, you know, um, conducting rituals uh, and uh, rites, cultural rites and rituals, especially at such a time whereby we've you know, been facing floods in, in, in South Africa. ...especially now in Joburg with the case of these two women who drowned... ...and uh, these other two women um, who also um, were lost and haven't since been found um, uh, with that. And so he's speaking about, you know, the safety measures that we could take um, with regards to that. And it's quite an important conversation because this is what we are faced with in South Africa. Not just only in Johannesburg, but if you look at the entire country... ...this is what we're currently being faced with. And it is such a huge problem... And it is such a, a huge deterrent, I suppose, also for progress um, in South Africa because money that could be in, reinvested into something different is consistently being used um, to, you know, rebuild the city, to rebuild, you know, uh, settlements, to, you know, reimburse, you know, residents, to help them to rebuild their lives and such and such and such. It is such a, a huge problem that we are facing right now, but it is, no, it is a problem that we are going to conquer. It is not something that we are particularly afraid. It off, it is something that we're definitely going to conquer.
1: FM Rewind File 88.1